the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School 510, where sports and comedy remain some culture. Senator Sharp, you apologized last Monday. You said today. Yeah, you, I was wondering. I was going to correct that, too. You said today. Oh, he apologized this past week for his behavior courtside at the Lakers game. I think he apologized to the Memphis Grizzlies, the Lakers, Jeannie Buss, Rich Paul, the Tangeray guy. I think he apologized to Janelle Monae's uh, character from Glass Onion. I he, think apologized he apologized to everybody. <laughs> I know I could have. He had I'm, a list. <laughs> I'm like, what he apologizing for, man? Uh, well, my question is, was it right for him to apologize? Did he owe them an apology? No, he wasn't wrong. And the only person that owed an apology in this whole situation was Darius to me. For all his glazing of T. Morant and all these basketball dads who somehow he want to glaze their dicks. That's the only person that should apologize is the dies to me. All Black Super Bowl. According to Pedro, it was about to be all black Super Bowl regardless who won this regardless game. Regardless who won this game. <laughs> 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 I this cigar for me. Someone call like Ralph Cigar for all black. I have, I have black only Super one Bowl. prediction right. Only one prediction right. I would have had them all right today. But I had Patty Mahomes and I had my boy Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Darius go? It's a Cuban. He said he'll be back. It's a Cuban too. Oh, see Darius. See, he went to hide. He went it's to a hide. Straight out of Havana, Monte Cristo, Cuban cigar. Uh, did Darius go to a Pilates class, or did he go to like a, a wine and paint night or something like that? Is that what he went to go do? He went to wherever Ooh. all the Niner fans. But I could even find my pops. My pops was somewhere hitting in the shadows. <laughs> he was hitting in the shadows. I talked to mom on speaker. The legend of Patty Mahomes grow. The legend of Patty Mahomes grows more and more each day. Man playing on one foot goes out here, beat who everybody called the face of the league, Joe Burrow. I feel bad for that dude. That dude who uh, hit him late. He should have let up. He played a great game up until that point. He played a great game, but he was already doing a little too much with some of his tackles. Driving that he's the one that reason that when Nicole Hartman got hurt, when he kept driving him to the ground after you no, already had him down. No, no, me oh, no, that was the other that was the other guy. Nicole Hartman is the antithesis of his name. He ain't a hard man, he's an injured man. You heard, you heard what he just said? You heard what number 57 just said, give this man his respect. They weren't respecting him at all. Nobody out here respecting Patrick Mahomes. Before the season start, all we talked about was Josh Allen. Oh man, this guy's the next, this guy's the MVP. Then the season come, Patrick Mahomes got all the numbers. He put everybody to shame. He got the best record. Nigga here now. Uh, that's what I heard. Travis Helsey just said, barrel head my ass. Then they start calling it barrel head. They line up cigars. Eli Apple, your boy Joe Barrel, lighting up cigars in the locker room like they won some shit already last week, right? Everyone's talking about Joe Barrel, the face of the league. Joe Barrel's already it. Joe Barrel, the next great quarterback. Start comparing. They've been, I've been listening all week to all these different sports guys from Skip Bayless to Colin Coward. To, to your boy, what's your boy name, uh, Pedro? Your boy on the uh, with the girl is showing his teeth, Ocho oh, uh, Samuel Ocho. 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 
listening to their show, listen to everybody sit here and say, <sighs> compare him to Tom Brady and Joe Montana in the Peyton Manning. I even heard this morning, this morning, NFL Channel compared him to Peyton Manning. Mm. Peyton Manning. They ran a thing about Peyton Manning and Tom Brady after comparing Joe Barrow to him. And guess what? Patrick Mahomes came in here, and now I got an all-black Super Bowl. First start of Philadelphia punching the Niners in the mouth, and now I got an all-black Super Bowl. All-black quarterback. Ooh, I'm going to be chilling. I'm going to light up a cigar in the middle before the Super Bowl start because I won. And by the time San Francisco lost, we all won. Great! <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that, man. Hey, hey, shout out to uh I got a fill quake. I got a fill quake. Hey I'm big stepping. 49ers with me and we are here bitch pressing. Uh-huh. Big flexing. Offense scoring and we got the big weapons. Uh-huh. Big stepping. 49ers with me and we are bitch pressing. Uh, huh. Big flexing. Defense hitting, and we got some yeah, big weapons. Yeah. Last year, I said, Man, I'm right. big stepping, right? I am big stepping, bitch. <laughs> Let me tell I'm you. Big stepping, bitch. <laughs> Let me tell you. If you want to see how to big step the right way, Pedro, just look at the, what Philadelphia did about six hours ago. <laughs> That's how you learn how to big step. They big stepped all over the Niners, man. <laughs> Say what you want, Niner fans. Oh, are we should I talk about that? I can wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh, no, no. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? I'll I'll just sit in enjoyment. I'll wait before I do my breakdown later. Let me <laughs> let me hit this stogie real quick. Got this Cuban right here. This is you know I, you know here's the funny thing. I was saving this cigar for my firstborn child, but now I see this is better. <laughs> Niners lost. Joe Burrow lost. This is better reason. Uh, Big stepping. <laughs> Shout out to all our uh, fans out there. You know what I'm saying uh, we feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it too. My dad went in there and said, My dad had to never tell my mom, Well, I'm going to send my 49er jacket up to him. He can have it now. Big step. And he told my mom, I ain't really been messed with the Niners since Kaepernick. That's also, see, Niner fans got two excuses. If you black in a Niner fan, you go, I ain't really been fucked with them since Kaepernick. Right? When's if your you, dad become you a Niner black, fan, by the way? Oh, man, he's one of the reasons I hate the Niners. When they won those Super Bowls? I used to watch football with your dad. I, I don't remember him being a Niner. Oh, Niner. Oh, no. No, that was the team. When they won that back-to-back by first beating, who they beat first? Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, He, I was rooting for Cincinnati. That was the Icky Wood shuffle. And he was just in there grinning it up. And then the second Super Bowl, when they won the second one against Denver, yeah, I, I wanted too. Denver to win in John Elway. And him and my uncle was talking mad shit. I left. I stopped watching the game. And then that's when my dad had to have the nerves to come in there and give me a mean ass speech about he didn't raise no sore losers. And I need to get in there and watch the game with him. I ain't raised no sore losers. While he was talking mad trash, they kept saying him, my uncle, I'd never forget it, said they should rename the, the Super Bowl the 49er Bowl. That's what they told me. It is confirmed. The Cowboys have won a Super Bowl more recently than the 49ers uh, for another yet another year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every since the 49 ers Super Bowl, the Patriots. Would you ever thought when the 49ers won that last Super Bowl that the Patriots would win seven since then? You know what? That Baltimore would win two. That the Rams in their division will win two. Yeah, it's unfortunate or fortunate I'm, in this case. Philly uh, or Kansas loves, City is going to have two. Set. They had all the uh, all the legends at the Niner game last week against the Cowboys. They could have used some of them in Philly this week. 
They could have used some of them playing. Possibly they could have uh, gotten Steve Young or Joe Montana's uh, AARP body out there. <laughs> got some. They could have got Steve DeBerg. He played for the Niners too. He was a quarterback right before Joe Montana. Is it is it me or is it uh is it just a coincidence that the two dudes that one claims he doesn't have a football team, but you know I think he still root for the Niners a little bit. And Brandon and the one fan who said or the one person who says he's a Niner fan, Adarius, just happened not to be here right now. <laughs> I did a lot of them. Big stepping, 49ers mm-hmm. and bench pressing. Mm-hmm. That's they, all 49ers doing right now is bench pressing because they can't play. They can bench press all they want, Jared. They can bench press on Sunday. Sunday morning. <laughs> they can bench press on the sideline all they want. <laughs> <laughs> they can bench press during the game, man. Just, just go ahead, go in the candlestick and just start bench pressing. <laughs> Wait, where is Adarius? I'm still trying to figure this out. He, <laughs> he was he, on. He was on before he came on. Yeah, no, he came on to see who was in here and see what the tenor was going to be. And then he realized, you know what? Jared taking too long to get on here. You know what? This is not going to be a good thing. He realized once I went to go get my championship stogie, he knew. He knew this wasn't going to be a good day once I went to go get my championship stogie. Well, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. Also, tap into our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. We also got a TikTok page. Look us up. It is a good day, guys. It's been a great, great weekend of football. And we have the Super Bowl set. We'll get to that in a moment. But we are here with... This is Captain AG3. Sorry, Pedro. I took your captain, but I'm everybody today. I'm Captain AG3 smoking out with tacos. Because <laughs> I'm just I'm just in a good mood, man. I'm, I'm bringing everybody energy up today. Here's a sound by AG3. Sup, nigga. You want to talk some shit? Call me. Start some shit, bitch. Sup, fool? You gonna talk shit about me, homie? Where you from? Hundreds of niggas is waiting for your motherfucking call, and they all talking shit about you right now. You want to sell that shit? Call these motherfuckers ASAP. Yeah, I said some shit. What? Man, fuck you and your bone spurs. The hardest niggas is standing by, ready to pick up that phone. Buff niggas. Dark niggas. Asian niggas. White Come niggas. On. Suck my dick, bitch. Fuck you. 1-213-373-4253. Deaf niggas. Come on. Classic niggas. Racist niggas. Mystery niggas. Psycho niggas. Dog niggas. Jewish niggas. You got some motherfucking nerds calling me out, Shabbat, on some little bullshit ass nigga. Better calm that shit down and come around here and show me some fucking respect before me and my Jewish niggas come up here and beat your ass, nigga. Off top. So a real Jewish one at all. He had a do-rag on with a yarmulke on <laughs> That is hilarious. Send that to me on Instagram, please. That is hilarious. That is what it is. That was beautiful. Uh, uh, AG3 got a cigar ready. Y'all want to come call him, talk some shit. That's a 213 number, so. 213, baby. I grew up 213. 213. Don't remember the phone number, too. Man, we got us a 323. Some 213s, blank, 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 2028 is where you used to reach me at. 
Pedro, I don't know why you said the three. You didn't say the three numbers. I mean, that ain't that many combinations they can try. <laughs> it's like, luckily, there ain't nobody in your. I can't say mine because it's still my my family yeah. still got the same number. No, that's what I'm trying. I know. <laughs> and we are here with. Hey, it's everyone's favorite quarterback, Joe Burrow, coming at you faster than the Bengals celebrating a bowl victory. That's what happened to me. Was you addicted to drugs? No, I can quit drugs anytime. Sometimes I go two days without getting high. I got hooked on something much more dangerous than drugs. I became addicted to something called hoes. <laughs> Shut up! This shit ain't funny. <laughs> Dude, man, I don't know what the hell you was doing in Yosemite. You're supposed to be enjoying nature, not looking exactly. at shit like this. Exactly. You actually got some good ones, but you should be enjoying nature. Exactly. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. The spirit of the people of southern Louisiana and Mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Please call... In the past few days, America <laughs> and destruction. Oh, I love Mike Myers. Face. This face. Well, here's the thing: a much skinnier Kanye back in the day. Kanye said it as if it was on a teleprompter, right? Like he's reading the teleprompter, and then Mike Myers looked straight and look at him. Mike Myers turned into Shrek in that minute. He turned into Shrek real quick. Oh, shit. <laughs> the one time Mike Myers said the N-word in his head. Did this nigga really just say that? <laughs> Chris Tucker didn't know what the fuck. Chris Tucker was, like, wait, wait, back to me. <laughs> that was the, the Oscar Will, Will Smith slap before the Oscar Will Smith slap. Dude. Where people didn't know how to react. I know. What the <laughs> they were like, we all lie. <laughs> Chris Tucker was lost when they went to you. Like... This is how you know it's oppression of women, though, is the fact that Kanye could say something like that on Lie TV, which wasn't that bad. It was actually quite truthful. But uh, it took a titty, a black titty, to get the FCC to be like 30 second delays now. <laughs> we got the Super Bowl set. The Kansas City Chiefs eked it out and defeated the Cincinnati Bengals 23 20 to move on to the Super Bowl. So uh, shout out. And we got an all-black quarterback expose because that also means that the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts, another black quarterback, are heading to the Super Bowl after defeating the 49ers. Can we please take a moment of silence uh, for the 49ers? Can we have a moment of silence, please? We have a moment of silence nope. real quick. No, no, they don't get no silence. Ain't no respect for the, the dead there. We, 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 we'll give them one moment of silence. Here. Let's give It'll them, be a small we, one, man. We'll give them a moment of silence. Not a fans. We feel your pain. So we're going to give you all a moment of silence. A uh, moment of silence sponsored by Lexus G on IG. But now it's time to go. Curtains finally closing. That was quite a show. We just had a moment of silence for the 49ers, sponsored by Rihanna and the Super Bowl performance she would be putting on, not in front of the Niners. <laughs> they can watch uh, it now. They can watch it now. Yeah, y'all can watch the show and be entertained just as we will all be entertained. Mm -hmm. They're going to be watching it from the same distance I'm watching it. 
<laughs> Brett Warner and all of them. The Eagles are facing off against Kansas City. And uh, what do you guys think about the Super Bowl and it being set with two black quarterbacks and two cities that are not San Francisco of Santa Clara? <laughs> Just right for Black History Month. Got two Negro quarterbacks. It would have been three. It didn't matter. Joe Burrow. You wouldn't have been, th- wouldn't have been three. <laughs> been two. Where's, been, where's all his swag now? See, here's the difference. The black man still walk out with some swag. He ain't got no swag now, just like <laughs> what happened when he lost to the Rams. But uh, I'm happy to see Patrick Mahomes get back and get over Cincinnati. Uh, I, I feel like Cincinnati probably had an overall better team than uh, KC. They did. But KC, yeah. you know, uh, found a way. Found a they way. Got Patrick Mahomes. That's the difference. Bengals quarterback threw two interceptions. Patrick Mahomes threw zero. Well, who do you guys got in the Super Bowl? What is your initial prediction looking at the teams and what they're coming with? You have the Eagles, high-powered offense, run game, could pass off that run, and what seems to be a very, very physical defense versus KC, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, and a bunch of nobodies in the passing game. (laughs) Yeah, a bunch of nobodies on wide receiver. You're right about that. You know, I don't care who wins, but I I wouldn't mind a Patty Mahomes win another one just to put him a little notch. Get him a notch above everybody else, but Jalen Hurt win it. I won't be mad. I'm I'm going to be rooting for Kansas City. We, he that man needs his respect. Give him his flowers while he's here, man. I mean, that, we haven't seen nothing like this. This guy is Michael Jordan. They don't want to give him. His, they don't want to give him his props. Give him his props, Joe. I'm with you, people. They want they want to give it to everybody else. They want to give it to Joe Burrow. They want to give it to Justin Herbert. They want to give it to Josh Allen. That's all I've been hearing about all off season. Patrick Mahomes, they want to give it to everybody else except Patrick Mahomes. That's all they did. Patrick Mahomes lost his number one receiver. Out of every top quarterback in the league, he had the worst offensive receivers. Yes, he had Travis Kelsey, but he had nobody else. He had a bunch of throwaways. That's what he had. Everybody else had either Stephon Diggs or Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler, great running back, especially catching off the backfield. We look at Joe Burrow, man, those three wide receivers, Higgins, Boyd, and Jamar Chase is a beast. And then Hunter Hurst ain't nothing to to turn your your nose up about. Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill. Everyone said he was going to have a down year. Uh, It won't be the numbers, won't be the same as last year. Guess what? They were right because they were better than last year. And he lost Tyreek Hill. I'm going to say Eagles are my favorites because they're a more well-rounded team. They have a defense that can, if if the Bengals defense can slow down KC and, and stifle them the way they did today and make it, you know, basically a real, you know, nail biter at the end. I feel like the Eagles uh, front four, which can get pressure on their own and their secondary are going to be able to make it real hard for him to move it around. So we'll see Bienemy and Andy Reid uh, have their work, uh, you know, cut out for them. But you you, you know who doesn't have their work cut out for them? Who the 49ers? <laughs> yeah. They got you know, no work to do. This is like got, school, school's over. School's, school's out. over. School's, school's over. Out. Uh, let's have another moment of silence for the for the 49ers, real quick, because uh, I am overjoyed. 49er fans, I got another little song I want to de- dedicate to you. Moment of silence for the 49ers. Not as lost. <laughs> Where's the Darius? <laughs> Where the 49 fans? Where the Niners at? That's the thing. You know what? It's, you know what's funny? Because I, I was on Call of Duty today and I was talking to me, Kevin, 
and Jose. And this is the thing, Pedro, I, try, I told you earlier. The thing that makes it hard is the fans. It's not like you hate the Niners. It's the fans. They can be obnoxious. You know how many times twice this year I've had 49ers fans say, you might as well be a 49er fan. And it's like, what? Dude, I got a fan of my team. You're a fan of yours. Why I got to switch over to mine? When you know you want to come over and be a 49er fan, never heard that out of any other fandom. Never. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You don't get, you got to live here to understand how annoying it is. Like yeah. when the Niners are winning, they're loud. They're wearing jerseys every occasion, everywhere. They're yelling after Niner games, walking down the street. When they're losing, you don't even, when they're losing, they, they can't even tell you who on the team. That's the craziest thing. They can't tell you who on the team. Jared not lying when he said that before. When Niners are losing, Niner fans don't know who's on the team. They don't even watch. I ain't watching. There's some diehard Niners. There's some diehards. And I'll get I'm gonna I'm gonna give due respect to the diehard mm-hmm. Niner fans who, who rep their team. And I know a couple that have rep their team, good and bad. And you know what I'm saying? They'll talk, you know, they'll be real fans. To all the other poo butt ass motherfucker fans, and Darius included. They treat the Niners like it's passive income. They're like, oh, man, it's just, wait, is it time to pay attention to that? Has it peaked at this point? Man, I'll pay attention to it right now. That's what they do. They don't They don't care about it until, you know what I'm saying, it's at its peak. If I hadn't read that article in Vanity Fair on anger management, I'd put away this guava, mango, broccoli smoothie and put my foot in your patootie. Anyways, in news this week, a Detroit priest, Gerald Johnson, says he died in 2016 after suffering a heart attack. He said, instead of going to heaven, he descended the bowels of hell and was shocked to find himself amongst demons and the devil and a place where they were playing Rihanna umbrella on repeat. What kind of pastor priest is he? He ain't gonna convince nobody man, to go to his church. Most people, most of you here dying and like, man, I saw a glimpse of heaven. This motherfucker saw hell. He was a priest or pastor? What kind yeah. of... <laughs> what that, dude? Uh, he says that some of the things he saw was... Uh, well, he was shocked to be hellbound. You know, he thought he did all this good work. But he said he saw demons enslaving humans, uh, walking on all fours like a dog and getting burned from head to toe. His eyes were bulging, and worse than that, he was wearing chains on his neck like he was hell... Uh, he was like a hellhound. Uh, he also said uh, there were plenty of other uh, indes- indescribable images that were just, uh, you know, no one deserves to, to see or have to deal with. But he did say, more specifically, that uh, Rihanna's umbrella and Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy were being played on repeat in this section. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Sound like he just had a nightmare. <laughs> My question is, what is what is a song that if you went to hell, you would be, you know what I'm saying, basically, uh, what is the word, tortured to have to hear on loop and repeat? I don't know, probably any Drake song for me. He's like a key sweater rap with that whiny ass voice. <laughs> what was that song? Um, you know what it'll be for me? And it's a song that's actually pretty decent, but they played it so much. Oh, Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. But that's one of them. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. This is how we I hate do that song. That, that, that played out. That and um, 
maybe Return of the Mac. Uh, no, I still like Return of You know what? When that was like no. catching a lot of airplay, I was stop I stopped listening to radio at that point in time. So I slowed down my radio listen to. And I would really stop listening to certain songs that I really liked before they played it out. And one more. Probably Shaggy. Probably a Shaggy song. No, no. That, that could be. That's a, I mean, I could come up with a list of these motherfuckers, Jared. There's a list so of them. That's an honorable mention. Songs, man. Honorable mention, but the one for me was Four Righteous Teachers. Rock this funky joint. I swear K-Day played that all the time. See, that's how you know you grew up in an all-black area, Jared. Because you ain't yeah, I remember when that song. We had I an all-rap station called K-Day. Famous. There's a documentary on it. Because it was the first like all hip hop radio station. It didn't play. It didn't play R and B either. That's the crazy thing. It played no R and B. It was just rap. And that shit came out when Pedro. That must be early, like mid early eighties. I'm gonna look it up. Eighty seven or eighty six. Eighty thousand watts. <laughs> AM stereo. K D A Y. Santa Monica, Los Angeles. They used to play, and I used to like the song when it came out. I was like, hey, man, this is dope. They used the. Uh, the war uh, sample, the slip in darkness. I was like, man, this is tight. Literally, we play that song. You don't know how they say it every hour on the hour? No. Mm-hmm. Every 15, every quarter on the quarter. And I was like, why do y'all play this song so much? And then, literally, for like three years straight, they played it every quarter on a quarter. It sounds like my kind of radio station. A song that I that I can't stand that I would probably be, would probably be Alanis Morissette's uh, "Ironic." Is it an ironic? <laughs> don't you think? I've come to appreciate it, but at the same time, if that shit was all loop, I'd be losing my goddamn mind. Or that other one, I put my hand up on your hip. When I dip, you dip, we dip. That song just had no rhythm. It was terrible. Oh, you know what else? On a Casio keyboard. He said, don't worry, be happy, right? That's just, yeah. I, it just comes to me how shitty that song and annoying it is. <laughs> it's like a nigga whistling, but like, <laughs> Oh, breaking news from Adaris. He told me that this is a song that he would not want to hear uh, in hell. Hold on. Get that for you. Here it is. Thank you. Confidence, Adarius. Eagle songs that make you get hype, boy. It's Mr. Reed. And I'm your favorite white boy, Stevie Wright, boy. And I'm bleeding green. Now I'm about to show you what this means to me. Come on, scream with me. Yeah, where's my people? It was going well into the court. Okay. 
was enough of that. It was going well into the chorus. The chorus <laughs> Until the chorus. they started doing the goddamn uh, Rocky song. They sampled the goddamn Rocky song. Anyways. Well, the beginning was great with the Rocky song. I mean, that's Philly. That's who Philly is. That's why they put up a statue of that motherfucker. Yeah, they, they love to laud their, uh, uh, their fake made-up sports legends. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all niggas? What's wrong with you? <laughs> at least at least they're so devout devout to their city and to their teams. They will they will even support and laud uh, 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 made-up, uh, mythical, fabricated, fictional characters that were good at sports from their city. So, I, I you know... That's the kind of fandom I would like to see out of more Niner fans instead of being these poo butt ass motherfuckers who show up all of a sudden like like that's the new thing to do like they 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 found out on fun cheap SF or got a got a deal on Groupon to show up in a Niner game and be like oh I could be a fan for free playoffs uh, don't stop believing journey that's another song that's a little overplayed <laughs> that's so a banger over, bro that's overplayed. a banger in other news. Ed Reed and Bethune-Cookman have fallen out as Bethune-Cookman, after Ed Reed's social media posts, would not ratify his contract and he will no longer be coaching Bethune-Cookman football. What do you guys think about that? (laughs) You know, I, I think some of these NFL players are going to these HBCUs and not realizing the situation that's going on at these HBCUs, not realizing that. Uh, of course, yes, they, they fucked up. They should have had your office cleaned up after they made your announcement. They announce you, you go to your football office and it's like in shambles, okay? Yeah, they should have had it cleaned up and ready to go. I do admit. But as far as like the trash, and all, these aren't, he, he not at the U. He not at like Alabama or Georgia or these places, man. You know, when you look at like Georgia, Georgia had like a million coaches on the sideline. HBCU gonna have a defensive coordinator, a guy that may be coaching the secondary and a guy that's a defensive line and linebacker coach. And that's on defense and offense, an offensive coordinator might not have a quarterback coach and a guy that's doing running backs and probably a, more, a lot other and a guy that's doing wide receivers tied in and a lot of others. The tight end might be the offensive line coach, right? <laughs> like, like it's an HBCU. These dudes are going in here like with this savior complex. I like when prime first went, he put his own money into it. He understood, like, you know what? They don't have it. I'm trying to build this. I mean, he was complaining. I mean, but then Cookman suffered. Hurricane Ian, like, messed up most of the school. They got mold problems. They got issues going on. They had flooding from Hurricane Ian that just happened last fall. Come on, man, Ed Reed. It's It's kind of unfortunate. I agree to some degree, but I also understand, like, you're still an institution that's running, that's having, having they classes. They don't have these large endowments, Jared. Yeah, they we're don't. Like these other universities got a hundred million dollar endowments each year. And we're talking about a university might be working off of 16 million, 24 million. Yeah, no, I get that. And and that I don't even think that's that's coming. Is that even coming in? Well, I think it's one of those things where it's like it's a balance. Like, yes, you starting from a from a lower, less of a foothold. You have a you have a you're further down the road or further behind than many of these other major programs. Obviously, it's HBCU. But at the same time. One of your biggest, you know, I'm saying money makers, which is proven across NCAA and, and colleges is your football program. So I heard the, I heard the dean of Bethune Cookman had a box Chevy on uh, 26s. If you want to fuck with me, well, then she go fuck with some Pippin. He still he still got payments on that. Anywhere gold chain. <laughs> no, nah, but the thing is. Like you're investing, it's part of an investment when you invest in something. And I think that that's the biggest thing that's being called out by what Coach Prime was saying and, and what happened here with 
Ed Reed is there's got we got to raise the standard. We got to elevate the standard and the standard, you know, sometimes just takes it takes resources. Sometimes that resource is the actual literal money. They're getting you there. You're willing to go there. You're going to be there. Your name, your prestige, being a Florida guy is going to add to that and bring some prestige. But we got to also just we can't just put some drapes on it. We can't put some ornaments on it and say it's better now and look at it and now, now start treating us more you know, seriously or start treating us with more respect. No, like it takes actual the work. Sometimes that investment is money. Sometimes it's just people on the job doing things. It's, sometimes that investment is just, are you putting in the time? Are you allocating the resources as in manpower, as in monetary, as in brain power? Are you, are you allocating those resources to this program that you're trying to elevate? It sounded like they weren't. And then when they got embarrassed, it sounds like there's there's bigger issues. So maybe Bethune-Cookman should focus on their other issues at the campus. But also, this is, I think, a, a, a wake up for them. Just to, you, you can't expect to be better if you're not going to invest appropriately and prudently in a way that's going to allow yourself to actually grow from the inside. You can't just throw some new paint on it and say it's brand new and it's going to be tight now. It's not how it works. I think that's something that we've been um, riddled with in the HBCUs as to why they struggle and systemic racism. But to the point that what Bethune-Cookman has control over when they decided to announce him and hire him was let's raise our standard to what he you know, say, is saying our standards should be going towards. Let's not stand pat and wait for him to show up and be pissed off and in shock of how bad our standards have been. But it's not just standards, Jared. There's us, there are other things that he was complaining about. That I'm like, dude, you got to know you got an HBCU, man. You're not at. I understand there's some things that, like I said, the, the office clean up some things that should have happened. But he was just raving and raving. And it's just like, look, Eddie Robinson understood what he was at an HBCU. And he understood it took sacrifice. He probably some of these NFL players, especially someone like Ed Reed. Yeah, but it's also a totally different time and in, in, in the parole. Well, I compare it to like Doug Williams. He knew what he was jumping back into. See, yeah. these players, a lot yeah. of these players that went to these big universities, I don't think Ed Reed understood if he was going to coach at, at Lehigh or, you know, a small university like Temple, right? You went to the U. You were one of the best players at the U during the heyday of the U, during a long heyday, and then mm-hmm. you go straight to the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Someone like Doug Williams didn't complain because you know why? He went to school at Grambling. And this is something that Ed Reed will ever know because I know from being at Cal and going through the equipment room, going through the training room and seeing them tape up, you know, when they tape up everybody's ankle for practice, they tape up the women and men's at the same time. You're taping them up for practice, and you'll see how much tape they use, how much pre-roll tape they use to make sure it don't irritate the the Achilles tendon. I mean, it's like money's no object, and that was that yeah. cow. So someone like Ed Reed wouldn't wouldn't be able to understand. Like, hey man, we do best what we got. Even Shannon Sharp said on the show this week. I used to tell the Broncos play like our training staff wouldn't even be at the end of the pre-roll, especially the pre-roll, right? They wouldn't be at the end, and they tossing it away. And I used to be like, hey, man, can we send that to like one of these small universities or something? They can use that, right? Yeah. It was like Shannon Sharp said, they used to use tissue as a pre-roll. Yeah. They didn't have the money, dude. He's like, we all understood. No, no I get that. And, and I think that's the standard that we understand. It is less. There is just less in general. I used to spat myself up at Critchaw High School playing junior varsity. We have more equipment than some of these HBCUs have. Even my neck roll. And that's what these dudes got to do. They got to go home and make stuff for their pads so they can look sweet on Saturday. But what I will say is, Aaron, I get that. And I think that that's 
that is part of the disparity that needs to be, you know, say acknowledged and called out to some degree, but also like it needs to be acknowledged and and rectified to whatever degree they can. And I'm not saying that they need to start overstretching their budget to supply a football team with gear and, and, and the highest quality stuff and all extra coaches. We understand that it's less. What I'm saying is that when a new coach that is what I was saying is your shiny new object that's supposed to like help build excitement and give a new shine to this program is coming in and you give him an office that's dirty, nasty, unprepared. Like, and granted he wasn't, they hadn't ratified this, the contract. And he hadn't fully signed it. He was not fully hired yet. But when he shows up on campus, put on your best suit, do things a certain way that you're saying, hey, and it, when he says we need to fix that, then the standard needs to be higher. Hear that and say, how are we going to raise our standard? How are we going to start working towards a higher standard if we want to have a program that is going to be reputable and taken seriously? We're not hiring Ed Reed to not be taken seriously. We're not hiring some of these former NFL greats to come in so we can be unknown and just run the same way we run like in the water boy or something like that. No, you're bringing him in because you want to be taken seriously. And you're not doing that if you don't even put in the footwork to say, hey, we're happy to, that you're here. This is what we can work with. And we're going to do this real professional. We're going to do it at the highest level we can. They didn't even start off on that foot with him. And so it, it's unfortunate because you know, saying it would have been interesting to see what he could have done. And now that's not going to happen. One, you don't start working until you have a contract. That's you true. don't. That was his fault. Right. You think Deion, when Deion started working or met with those Colorado players until he had a contract signed? I mean, maybe that's partially Edry's fault. Yeah. He showed up being like, you know, I'm going to do y'all solid. I know we got the contract shit, but I'm here for y'all. I'm here to get this done. Let's, get, let's right. get started. I'm going to show up. And he shows up, you know, saying Black folks is like, it's, we, we not we not caught up in all the litigation and everything. That's not like how we show that's not part of our spirit also. That's this Western Anglo, you know what I'm saying, white man world that we've become accustomed to. Is It's about the contracts. It's about the language written in the law. Professional football. I'm just saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. You got to listen to this because that is part of, that is part of like, I what, I, what I think said. is a big major part of black culture is that we're not getting all caught up in that. So when he does that and he shows up and says, I'm going to go there to start doing some work, don't have shit a mess right I that's agree it that's it so with what you saying but but come on jared he played professional football they I don't do that. shit without I a contract I he come that. from a place he has come from a professional but he's a player he's not an agent either but he but I get he's that. a player I, I, he, they don't do sense. shit without a contract i'm they not won't saying fucking run a lap without a contract but what i'm saying is that he's trying to meet you halfway you are a subpar program you're Give him time to do something. Don't he just went there bitching? If he, if he went there, it was just he like he seemed I'm not entitled sure. to me. He seemed entitled to me. I could see where he might have seemed a little entitled, but what I'm saying is that like we need to look at the institution. We can't keep looking at these individuals and going off on them because we get nowhere as a community, as a movement, as a society, as a culture. If we continue to say it's not the it's not the institution's fault that's subpar, it's this motherfucker being entitled. Let's focus on this nigga. No. The institution is subpar. That's the problem. Is it all the institutions doing that causes it to be subpar? No. Systemic racism, forms of oppressing black people and people of color in our country and the institutions we try and create, the communities we try and build is part of that. I get that. But when we do have an institution and we are moving forward, it is 20 motherfucking 23. Let's not sit here and start castigating the motherfucker who's showing up trying to be that new shine to your I don't program. know if he was trying to work. I think he was showing up to complain. Because if, if he was working, he would be working too hard to complain. 
That's all I know. In my in my household, if you were able to complain when you're supposed to be working, then you weren't these, working hard enough. He these institutions got to do better. That's all I'm going to say. They got to do better. And yes, just like you take the understanding of him being a professional and not playing without a contract, we also have to take the understanding like, yes, these, these colleges are starting with less. They don't have the same type of resources. But you can't be... Like it'd be like going to a restaurant. You can't show up and see in the restaurant. You see motherfucker got food trays on the goddamn floor. They got a garbage can right next to the, to the preparation table. No, that's just bad business. You can't do bad business and say, oh, well, we got all these problems over here. No, you got to at least do the steps to be a good business. And all the things that are in your way can no longer be an excuse if you are trying to do it the right way. They're not doing it the right way right now. And I'm not saying that they got to do it a certain way, but they're definitely not doing it the right way. You can say what you but you can't prove me wrong. Let's wait and see, man. All we know is just what Ed Reed said. You wasn't into Bethune Cookman's football situation. I wasn't. All we know is what he said. These presidents at these HBCUs have bigger issues than him wanting the field to be cleaned up right away. The practice field to be cleaned up right away. I got students in the dorms. I can't eat the fucking food. We ain't got we got food shortage. My we got point, housing problems. We're trying being. to work on that shit. Exactly. So then don't bring in a shiny new toy. Don't bring in somebody who's supposed to be that you are going to then prop up as the savior of your program. That's what they were doing. Uh, they the were trying to bring program. that. You can't even hold on to Harlem. You can't say we want to bring this new shiny thing in and still be serving dog shit. You can't do no. that. That's the point. No, that is, is that's the inconsistency, period. No, that's the inconsistency as to why it's still going to be HBCU and y'all trying to bring in shit without putting in that work you got to elevate and that's my point they're not trying to pro they're not going through the proper channels or putting in the proper investment of elevating that was a stupid agreement that they try to get ed reed in there if they weren't going to put in the good faith and the work to have him there and say well, we're going to raise our standards and if you got bigger issues you got bigger things to deal with then just get a coach that's willing to put in some time that's going to really not going to it's not a big name dude that you're trying there to it is right there of. you just said the problem right there with ed reed situation he he i don't think he understood don't forget he's never coached he's never coached on any level right I, and, and here's the thing i don't think they realize he realized this shit takes time it takes work if i was to go back to my high school guess what and coach basketball there my small high school sherman oaks it wouldn't be the same as if i went back to if i went to crenshaw right i wouldn't have the same talent my basketball coach realized you know what I'm going to have to be the motherfucker to fill up the, the water cooler for the players and maybe open up the gym, skip lunch and teach them how to mop the floor because we ain't got extra people to do it. But Ed Reed, I don't think realized that himself. I think it goes both ways, Jared. I don't want to sit here and put more on Ed and put more on them. It goes both ways. He got to understand he's going to an HBCU. This mm -hmm. ain't the fucking you. Look, man, I've been at D1s. Your brother worked for the athletic department at at Davis. So he knows. Trust me, it would probably been worse at Cal and then probably was worse at these fools don't pick up their own fucking underwear. I but work in the equipment room. I, I work in the equipment I, room. And I get that. But Aaron, Aaron, the point is it's a it's a problem with the decision making of Bethune Cookman or some of these HBCUs. If you're saying they got bigger challenges, bigger issues that they're trying to attenuate to. I get that. And 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 yes, Ed Reed should have known. And I think Ed Reed, that's what I'm saying. He showed up being like, don't worry about the contract. Let's get start getting to work. 
Okay. You can't like fault him for being like, hey, let's get to work. I'm I'm gonna show up. I'm not worried about the contract. Let's take care of it. It'll take care of itself. I want to start doing some work now. But the issue is, is that they selectively chose him. They chose him knowing yeah. what the what the buzz and what the publicity would be, especially after seeing what Dion did and how he was able to to grow Jackson State in that way. They did that knowing that was the outcome they were hoping for without putting in or taking the right steps, putting in the work to elevating that program with Ed Reed. They went and said, we'll sign this guy. Let's get his name out there. It's going to get us maybe some extra recruits. It's going to get some more buzz around our program. We might even get an extra game here and there. We might get on somebody else's schedule, and we're going to have this da-da-da-da. Without saying, let's start this shit on the right foot. That's the issue. And therein lies, because if you're not willing to start shit out extra strong on the on the front end, what the fuck are you going to do a year or two years into the contract or a couple years into the into the relationship? You're going to get even lazier. That's the nature of human beings for the most part. HBCUs got to understand college football and the entire college landscape. And the rest of this world is the white businessman's world. It's a white businessman's model. It's a Eurocentric model. So, like, if we're going to play these games and try and, like, have the same credibility that is still within this understanding of this world and this model, like, we have to put in that work on the front end. We can't keep lacking on that end and expect things to get better. Like, because it's not going to get better. That's not how you get things better. Like, yeah, I don't think Ed Reed should have put that on social media. He did seem real millennial by putting that shit on social media. I'm like, why is he putting this on social media? That I'll, I'll give you credit for. I, and I know I, I, a part of me liked that he called it out. But at the same time, I'm like, this is that's a little bit much, right? But at the same time, like, don't bring somebody in and then give them piss poor situation without at least being like, hey, man, it's real bad. You're going to need to do a lot of this work because he wasn't told that either on the front end. He wasn't told that he was going to have to be cleaning up palm trees from the middle of the 50 yard line because they play on a palm tree grove. It's okay. not even practice time yet, so I don't know what the fuck he's complaining about. He knows he lives <laughs> in fucking Miami. He knows the situation. I don't want to hear that shit, Jerry. He was he was entitled. Well, uh, according to this memo, Ed Reed was uh, given the same memo as the 49ers. Here's what it said. I saw your video on VH1. Looks like they spin a ton. How does it feel to be the flavor for a spell? And I remember when you used to say, Jesus is the way. I never thought I'd see your life begin to fade. What the hell song is that, dude? I ain't never heard that song from my life. See, Ballads of Pumpkin Spice, you trying to blame it on Todd. It was you that knew those songs. Nadarius is here. Nadarius, we want to just uh, say what's up, my brother, and uh, welcome you with... I'm big stepping, 49ers with me and we out here bitch pressing, uh, huh, big flexing, offense scoring and we got the big weapons, uh, huh, big stepping. Adarius, how you doing there, brother? 
it's all good. I'm not a Niner fan this year, baby. So it's all good. <laughs> uh, see what nah, I'm doing? That's exactly what I'm talking nah, about. It, yeah, it would have been a great game. It was, you know, it was what it was. It is what it is. Shout out Niner gang. Uh, we uh, we basically like the Cowboys this year. We're gonna be talking about how we wish we was in the Super Bowl, but we ain't. So, Adarius, I just want to say I'm sorry for you. I feel I just feel terrible for your loss today. Um, this is in your honor, uh, right here. Go ahead. Darius, I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you that's, talking all that good shit last week until your team got kicked in its chest. That's 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 the, that's the song that the Cowboys run out to. <laughs> hey, you know what? hey, if we can sing that song together, I'm all good. We're going you know, to start a little chorus. Cowboys and Niner fans, we're going to be sitting on 27 and 28 years of no Super Bowls together. That's what I'm talking about. That I, You know, I'll take that. I'll accept that. Thanks, so, Jared. Dar- Darius, just segment. a quick question. What are your takeaways from that game, from that um that game on today? How do you feel about it? Big takeaway is Jalen Hurts ain't that good. I, I I think he did his thing, obviously, but the Niners was really – their defense was stifled. Um, Brock Purdy is necessary. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. But why are you playing this? Dreams are walking alone. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm trying to hear a Darius take, man. I'm trying to hear a Darius take, man. Sorry, Darius. Go ahead, Darius. Go ahead. Keep going. Why are you playing this dessert, this version of this song anyway? Oh, man, this one to go, man. This that disturbed sound of silence, man. This is going to be rock. Darius, sorry about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Darius, you there? No, he ain't gonna say nothing after you play the song over his take. I'm packing snacks right now. I ain't got time for this, Derek. Yeah, that's right. Hey, hey, you know how many texts I got last week? It felt like 10,000. Today? I ain't seen them 10,000 tweets. I ain't seen them 10,000 texts. I had to deal with about 10,000 Niner fans who were sitting there in the sounds of silence. That's what I'm talking about. Bang, bang. Niner game. You ever go night, night, nigga? Jared, Jared, hold on. I just want to say something, Jared. Come on, Jared. I just want to say something. Uh, I mean, we can run back the tape. I'm trying to remember what I said that actually made me so mad last week. I'm trying to hear Jared. Jared, I'm trying to hear what he got to say, Jared. Jared, turn that shit off. Jared, I never heard this shitty ass song before. Jared, turn it off. Oh, sorry, sorry, Darius. I'm just getting caught up in my music. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, I don't have to say nothing, bro. Like, I really don't. Uh, Darius, I want to hear what you got to say. All I want to say is this. I'm trying to remember what I said last week that made you so mad, Jared. Because this is like next level. I made you mad, but I wasn't... I don't think I was talking mess about you. You what didn't play no songs for sure. 
I don't even think I said anything about about the Cowboys other than the Niners. I I forgot. All I know is uh, I, I see how you get down. You the the prince of the prince of petty, and you can't <laughs> wait. You can't wait to rub some more white references in my face. So just keep it up, man. I, 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 you know, These aren't some songs I ain't never heard of in my this life. This is the white. This, this is what happened. He go to the snow. I told him this. Remember how he was trying to blame Todd talking about the ballots, pumpkin spice. Todd was, I was like, dude, Todd didn't know these songs. You did. <laughs> you Todd, did. I don't Todd, think Todd, Todd knows these songs. Todd's way blacker than Jared. <laughs> oh, come on. You might say Joe Barrow is too. <laughs> Compared to Jared, Joe Barrow is Nigerian. <laughs> come, on. come on, man. I'm going to play on. you guys. Uh, when uh, no, don't after, play no more shitty after ass Josh Johnson got hurt, Brock Purdy came in. Here we go. Out of all the fucking creep talk, <laughs> this is like the shittiest creep talk. <laughs> why you always? Why you playing all these like Christian rock people, dude? <laughs> these like faux Christian rock people. Oh, a beautiful white man was eliminated today. I'm He literally has the bar. He got whooped by the Eagles. I don't know how this podcast go from Drink Champs to Joe Rogan, but right. Jared, Jared, take it right there real quick. Jared, take it there real quick. Joe Rogan wouldn't even play Yes, yeah, so Joe Rogan knows how anti-cool Creed is. <laughs> Jared don't know. <laughs> oh, you know the best part of the game was Josh Johnson came in, right? Josh Johnson got hurt. Don't want to see a brother get hurt. They said Kyle Yuschek is the emergency quarterback. I was excited. <laughs> I almost wanted to see what happened. And then they said, gotta... "Never mind. Brock Purdy's going to come in the game and hand the ball off for three plays and then punt every series from here on out." <laughs> <laughs> Josh had it queued up this time, being like, Jerry, stop playing this shit in Hey, 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 yeah, hold on, hold on. Jared, can you stop this for a second? I just got the push notification. <laughs> Super Bowl LV11 makes history. Chiefs Patrick Mahomes and Eagles Jalen Hurts, first black starting quarterbacks to face off in a big game. See, we got a big game, y'all. See, I told you, first black quarterback. I got. It my ain't gonna be Purdy, but it's gonna be historical. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, nigga. I got my black quarterbacks. Brock Purdy, when he went down, had Niner fans singing this. Oh come on, Jared! Come on. I really miss my nigga. <laughs> I really miss my nigga. White people, you can sing it too. Just change that into a W. 
Miss my wiggle. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Honestly, I'm kind of delirious. I'm not even. I'm not even making sense anymore. I just want to listen to songs that make me feel good about the Niners losing. That song brings it to me. He at least played an Eagle song that just the beginning before the chorus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like yeah. it when that white dude came out rapping. Not a fan. Here's your new anthem. Your daddy's home. See, I cheer for a team with fans that just like noise. Hellgate morning, freak out at night, boys. Eagle songs that make you get hype, boy. It's Mr. Reed. And I'm your favorite white boy, Stevie Wright, boy. And I'm bleeding green. Now I'm about to show you what this means to me. Come on, scream with me. Yeah, where's my people? E-A-G-L-E-S-E-O. They shit is horrible right here. Stevie White Boy, was that his name? Stevie White Boy? Yeah, I would I would have not been an Eagles fan after listening to that shit. I'd be like, oh, I don't <laughs> that shit's terrible, dog. So which team in the final four had the best rap between that? Where's where's Meek Mill? Like, where's a little Uzi Vert when you need him? Where's Will Smith? We need somebody. Meek Mill too busy begging NFL owners to get him out of jail. Jesus. <laughs> in other news, uh, the 49ers lost. We got, really we got an all-black Super Super Bowl matchup. I'm kind of hyped, Jerry. All-black quarterback. I'm hyped for that, man. And this is for Cat, baby. We went from having a bunch of losing black quarterbacks and after Doug Williams. After Doug Williams, we had Steve McNair lost in the next Super Bowl that a black person started. Then we had Donald McNabb lose. Then we had Cap. Then we had Russell Wilson finally win, become the second black quarterback. Then Russell Wilson threw an interception where he could have repeated as a black quarterback. Then we had uh, Pat, Patty Mahomes win MVP as a black quarterback. Then Patty Mahomes get blown out because they moved in block. And now we got an all black quarterback. I am hype. Well, as you can see, we have uh, certain quarterbacks <laughs> aging out of their careers in the NFL. Brady is looking like he's pretty much on the last legs. Aaron Rodgers took a big dip this year. Drew Brees is already gone. The Mannings are already gone. There's a lot of young quarterbacks and a lot of black quarterbacks. Is this the new era? Is this the era of the black quarterback ready to take over with this Super Bowl as kind of the culminating point of this movement taking taking uh, control? We, we, we've been seeing the rise of the black quarterback, which I'm very happy about. We've been seeing it. It's been on. That's why I said last week, man, when everybody trying to act like Joe Burrow was black last week, thanks to Pedro's. Uh, Joe Burrow is black. <laughs> Joe Burrow is about as black as Captain Steuben from the Love Boat. See Joe Burrow is blacker than Russell Wilson. <laughs> Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Cutting corner shout outs. Cutting corner shout outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs to the segment on the show and where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or highlight something positive in the world. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. We belong together. And you know, and you know that I'm right. You just going overboard. Why do you play with my heart? Why do you play with my You're delusional. Y'all motherfuckers forever be jock riding. Said you never die. <laughs> Y'all died today. How could you put me in me and never say goodbye? Boy, my man, that face crying. Thank you. 
49 of the season. It was a good season. Delusional ass motherfuckers. <laughs> Stop jock riding. Cutty Corner shout outs. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Uh, first of all, I want to say, boy, that man, Babyface, can write a damn song, man. That that's that was my <laughs> summer. That was summer of 92, summer between my uh, sophomore and and junior year of high school, man, oh, man, that song I was going through. I was listening to that song on re repeat in Alabama and Orlando and Alabama, man, over this girl, Arun Patana. Never will forget Arun Patana. My high school's crush and sweetheart, Arun Patana. Ended up having a summer fling that summer, though, which was great. But boy, was I going through it. Uh, yeah, I like to give um, a positive Cuddy Corner shout out. This positive Cody Carter shout out goes out to uh, Andrew C. Caldwell. You know, if it wasn't for you be being delivered and catching that Holy Spirit and announcing it that way, I wouldn't have known how to comfort a lot of these Niner fans out here. And by having that video, I'm hoping that it can inspire them to be delivered. And this is, I'm not saying this to Niner fans who are, who've been down from day one, the hardcore fans, the one who always, who going to rep Niners all time. This is the ones who were, who were telling me how no Niner would be at the Pro Bowl. The Niners basically won the Super Bowl, this and that. Argue with me over jerseys. I had to talk one out of order in a Brock Purdy jersey this Thursday. Shit like that. Passing out Niner stuff to kids. Tried to give kids cookies, but only if they were to say, go Niners. Shit like that. That just made me have to work hard this week. So thank you, Andrew C. Caldwell, for giving me the proper words. I'm not gay no more. To let people know what the Lord can do for you. I am delivered. How the Lord can help you. How can take someone who is blatantly as gay as Andrew C. Caldwell and make him, <laughs> make him heterosexual somehow. Because he has been delivered. He won't he won't date men's no more. He won't wear a purse. He won't. He will love a woman. Woman. I said women. I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not carry a purse. I would not put on makeup. I will. I will love a woman. That was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. I was uh, inspired. I was inspired. I've been delivered myself, Jared. I got delivered this morning. <laughs> I think the Holy Ghost came over me. You should see me in the house. I was, I, you know, I thought I started thinking Elvis stole his dancing off of me after the Holy Ghost came over me. Pedro, do you have a cutting corner shout out? Yeah. Um, cutting corner shout out. Go yeah. Jesus, this nigga. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, dude. <laughs> he get in the damn drive to this whole goddamn time. <laughs> no, no, I had to go back. Thank you. I had to go back because I left my wallet at home. Can I take your uh, Damn it. <laughs> but he had to go back. He said he forgot his wallet and then he had to go back. Did you realize after you ordered? Yep. You ain't got uh, you ain't got Apple Pay on your phone or Google Pay? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, man, I still carry cash money. You hear what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Straight cash on. Yeah, my cutty corner shout out. What was my cutty corner shout out earlier? Aaron? You remember? Uh, you was mad at somebody. Oh, you, uh, you, Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. No, no, uh, no. Uh, Bengals, coach. Oh no, no, no. You're right. No, it's it. It was me. I'm gonna give my cutty oh, corner yeah, shout you. out to myself for doubting Nick Sirianni uh, on these nine. You know, after he beat the hell out of these Niners with that uh, wonderful uh, running, staying to what they do best, sticking what they do best. Using them eight plays. They ran eight plays, RPOs on Tecmo Bowl. They beat the 49ers with the same RPO plays that somehow that defense couldn't stop. And obviously, um, plays were simple enough. You know, you know, Niners didn't know what they was running. And also on the uh, defensive side, he must have hit up in B or up in A. And he stopped the Niners on stopped Brock Purdy from throwing the ball. Got him out the game. Ran him up and out the court. Then, it, then uh, he, he pressed down and B and A at the same time. We picked that eighth play where he stopped the backup quarterback. Gave him a concussion. Came with that blitz. Aaron, can you help me out? Did he press left and A or right and B? I think he because picked that. I think he picked that only one run, the only one run play that Bo Jackson had in Tecmo Bowl. Exactly. You know, Bo Jackson only had one play. Marcus Allen had the other running play. The fact is, but he kept it simple enough to get them to the Super Bowl, get the Eagles to the Super Bowl. I'm no Eagle fan, but hey, cut cut a shot goes to myself for doubting him. He's obviously the master playing Tecmo Bowl. Adarius, Adarius, do you have a cutty corner shout out? Adarius, do you have a cutty corner shout out? People talking without speaking. People hearing without listening. People writing songs. See, that's why I don't want to say this. Hold on, Darius ready to talk, Garrett. What'd you say, Darius? See, now he froze. God damn it, Jared. Man, I'm just saying how serendipitous was that he wasn't ready to talk. And right when I went back to that video... And I hit play. It was on the line talking about. <laughs> there it is. Don't play that shit again, Jerry. Please don't, for my sake. I get it. I'm, that's you. We talked earlier about songs that we we're tired of hearing. There we go already. That was my first. This is my the first line. day hearing that song, and I'm tired of fucking hearing it already. People talking without speaking. Hey man, hey man, listen. People zoom, talking without zoom. speaking. The zoom, the, the zoom cut out. Okay. Oh, first sorry. of all. Second of all, Jared, you a rude bitch. Can't stand <laughs> you. Listen, nine a game all day. I'm, I'm, I'm cooling. Listen, I don't want to give him a cut point shout out this week. Don't you I'm, dare, Jared. I'm, I'm not. cooling and cooning. I'm cooling and cooning. I don't have nothing to say. This was a rough week for Niners fans. Apparently, I ain't no fan. Just the same way that Jared ain't no being part of a winning team. So. 
we in the same boat this week, folks. Um, what is you doing, man? Nobody want to keep hearing this white stuff, man. I what, like white go people. Go ahead. I, I'm letting you talk, man. Go ahead. Dude, I'm playing this shit. Around my back. She should be listening to you. Time put a rope around my head. Terrible, like this is terrible. And hung from the, the rafters of, of my feet. Dark in the eyes, I try and face the world. I can't bear to my knees hit the ground and my hands start shaking. Old feelings from new faces rope on the floor and a poor man hanging. Somebody killed us, son. <laughs> I was hoping that's how the song ended. <laughs> Bitch, nigga, that's why your team lost. <laughs> bang, bang, not a gang, bitch. That's what you get. <laughs> bang, bang, not a gang. Fuck you, jerk. Please help me chop this tree down. All right, Darius. Well, it's okay. You're a real Niner fan, so it'll be okay. We go. We gonna watch that Super Bowl together. <laughs> I gotta go back. I gotta go back and listen to last week's episode. I really don't know why you so triggered, Jared. The hate is crazy. This nigga got a whole browser bar full of hate songs right now, just to queue up. I got <laughs> the most Anglo songs of depression I could find, just for you. <laughs> like that dude Kobe, that dude Kobe or whatever, makes you want to jump off a bridge. Nigga, like that was terrible. <laughs> oh, don't you cry for me. Well, my cutty corner shout out. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> what? I wish I, I wish I could play sound bites all doing niggas cutty corner shout out. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up, man. <laughs> Let's do that till next week, Adar. Uh, no, that's cool. I'm gonna take my L. I got an L. I got yelled at last week for making commentary. I'm getting yelled at for taking a loss. You want to know a play we can focus on? Y'all want to see a play we can focus on? We can focus on a play. You want to focus on a play? Oh, man. Hey, I'm a Niner fan. This is my cutting corner shot, by the way. Oh, man. I got excuses of why my team lost today. Man, see, Brock Purdy got hurt. Even though I was jock riding him and talking about bang, bang, Niner gang, and we big stepping, it don't matter who we got a quarterback. It don't matter who we I'm just telling you what I'm hurt from Niner fan. We got this. We ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. Well, you know what? I don't want to hear no excuses because it do matter who you got back there. And it proved today. Want to know why? Because your offense was impotent. Why? Well, number one, Brock Purdy got hit. Why? Because a team came up and said, we gonna out physical you 49ers. The 49ers got bullied today. And I am so happy. You know, it got me feeling like Jeffrey Osborne on the wings of love right now. They got oh, ran all over today. The they gave up almost 200 yards. They got ran above the clouds. Like the Jeffrey only Osborne way right now, to fly, Eagles fly. That's what I'm talking about, okay? Oh, the Eagles said, hey, no, 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 I don't like the Eagles. Oh, Even gonna, here's the thing, here's the funny thing. I, I have a great disdain for the Eagles, but when it comes to your punk-ass team and your fan base, the 49ers, it is real distinct. It is a big difference. There is a chasm 
there is a void that cannot be quantified partially qualified which i will continue to qualify as i continue on but your team got their asses whooped y'all talk man not as tough as team they got the best defense man they out physical everybody that is true they out physical most teams one team that they can't out physical was a team that whooped their ass today the game was decided by a couple things number one whose o-line was gonna beat the other team's d-line we saw what happened today the eagles they weren't running so hot for a little bit but as they continue to run the ball and wear on that defensive line that was so vaunted for the Niners, what happened? They started breaking down. Gaps started happening. Penalties started happening, okay? I got to listen to the whole game on the Niners radio broadcast with Greg Papa and some other dumb fucker who's a homer like no other talking shit about every play that was going on. It was great. I was so happy because Greg Papa, you can hear the deflation of his voice when something goes wrong for the Niners. And then they try to make excuses as to why it was a bad call or what, what really happened and it shouldn't have happened and this, that, and the other. No, 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 no. Y'all got your taste of your own medicine, okay? Let, should I cue up some Mary Poppins, spoonful of sugar, help the medicine go down right now? Because that's what happened. The medicine went down. How do you uh, know all of these all-white references, dog? Did you call me alt-right or all-white? Because I know all-white. I'm not alt-right. All-white, all-white. I will no. tell you this, though. You are more alt-right than all-white. <laughs> y'all, y'all got beat by a team that physically imposes will against you. The thing that y'all hung your hat on with your scheme, which is I give Kyle Shanahan great credit as a scheme offensive coordinator, great. But Shit when it came down to bad. X's and O's and who can out physical the other and very similar offensive game styles. One team has big playability a little bit more so than the other, but very similar game styles, physical frontline attacking teams. Your team got their ass beat. Some people are like, man, Brock Purdy got hurt. If Brock Purdy got hurt, that's that's why. That's why. No, Brock no, no, Purdy no. got knocked out the game. He didn't Brock get Purdy hurt running. He didn't hit. get hurt making a cut and toward ACL. They mm. went up and punched Brock Purdy and knocked his they ass out the game. They hit his ass. And then guess what they did with the backup? They knocked his ass out too. They the only reason his I'm saying ass. this is because some, some Niner fans tell us I got an argument today with Nithin over at Niner. Man, we, we lost our fourth and third string quarterback. No, no, you didn't lose them. They got knocked out. Nah, hell nah, man. Don't be selling out. See, I don't sell out my black people like that. Joe, Joe I don't Burrow sell out my black Joe people Burrow like that. Joe Burrow is blacker than 50% of the Super Bowl quarterbacks. Russell Wilson might be cheesy, but he ain't. What are you talking about 50%? Come on, man. No way in hell, man. I don't sell out my black people like that, man. He might be, he might they, be cheesy. Canadian he might be blacks. corny. He might be corny. <laughs> well, they the black people in this country, We the black experience is more than one experience. And black people in this country went through some shit. And so I'm not going to sit here and sell out someone like Russell Wilson. Yes, he's corny. Yes, he's a little cheesy. But still, he's still a black quarterback. Man, I ain't selling him out. Ain't no way. Ain't, ain't no R&B singer going to hook up with Joe Burrow. Even JoJo won't date Joe Burrow. Look here. Uh, anybody that didn't check the ball down to a real nigga, a real one, like Marshawn Lynch, then checking to that call to get them a second Super Bowl. 
is a sellout. Yeah, here and that go. nigga owe me five dollars. <laughs> you, you over here worse. You got see this is get me. Y'all niggas over here. See, you gonna make me use the n word again because you make me mad, man. Because you out here. You out here, like my father called me one time, y'all worse than the white niggas. That's what my father said about me one time when we were arguing over black players playing for the Dodgers. And he's, he was probably right. Cam Newton. Yeah. He said, you worse than the white niggas. That was my dad called me. And that's what I'm going to say about you fools. You guys worse than that. You guys sitting over here worshiping some dude that ain't black. First of all, white man, let me say that I love you, honor you, Envy you, enjoy your smell, and I celebrate you in the name of white Jesus. And don't sit here and be like, oh, man, I'm going to sell this person down the drain. But you know what? I'll worship this guy. And then you sit up here and worship these Canadian blacks. They ain't gone through shit. They have free health care. They don't even know. They don't even know what the N-word meant. Never been called it. Never don't know what it meant. Don't know what it is. Never don't know. <laughs> Kim Kardashian is not from Canada, by the way. No, I'm talking about uh, your boy Champagne Poppy. Oh, I thought you you, you were saying I would be worshiping, worshiping the Canadian blacks. No, I said worshiping those Canadian. Come on, man. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. That's good. Uh, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Niner fans are going through it. <laughs> you got are. some tweets? You got some tweets? Yeah, here it is. I've been thinking to myself, what the hell I did wrong? Always in a relationship that, that never lasts long Let me tell you a little story about someone I met A situation so trifling that I, that I never forget Can somebody tell me where the love go from here? Somebody tell me now, baby oh. There you go. That's for Nina fans. Uh, all the wrestling songs, you played that <laughs> shitty ass song. 